What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. to the Random Movie Generator with myself, Gene, uh, uh, David, Jeffrey, Earl, and do you just burp then, David? I did. I do apologise. It was not planned whatsoever. It was just... Um, <laughs> good good way to start the, the episode. I, I do apologise. I quaffed a bit too much Nescafe coffee there and it just sort of... Cheers. Came to the top of my... Uh, oh, thank you. Absolutely, cheers. sir. Cheers, cheers indeed. Should we do that? In the, why Absol- don't we do that whenever we... Cheers. Absolutely. Clonk the old PC screen. There we go. Have some of that. Oh. We're living in the uh, virtual metaverse. Indeed. How you doing? Absolutely. Then that burp, I'm doing fine. I'm still I'm still getting over the embarrassment of that burp. It was a very OAP burp. Yeah, it's more like Unfortunately. A... Well, it wasn't like that. Sort of thing. It's just like... No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't quite a... Not ideal. Not what we want at the beginning of a podcast. How's your movie week been? My movie week been. My movie week has been um, tip top. Well, no, not, not exactly tip top. It's got to be said. I saw Iron Claw um, on Thursday night with my um, cinematic compadre Ryan. Iron Claw is um, a film that got a lot of hype before it came out. It's an A24 movie. A24 are quite known for their indie, gritty character pieces. You know, so it's more, um, it's less superhero escapism, more uh, experimental character focus. And it's set in the 80s in Texas. And it's a group of wrestlers, a family of wrestlers. And the dad is very domineering, um, gets the uh, the brothers in his family to be very competitive. Absolutely. Zach, um, so what's his name from uh, High School I'm Musical? Done, Zach, I'm um, done. oh, what a disaster! I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm gonna get a t shirt with you on the front that says, Sorry, Zach sorry, Efron. what's his name? Zach, Zach Efron, yes, Efron, Zach Efron, absolutely. He plays the main brother who's, um, like the biggest star of the wrestlers, and then, um, you have an ensemble cast of other wrestlers um 
played by you know uh, big actors, particularly um, uh, the guy from The Bear. Yeah, who's become a really big uh, figure within the acting. The Bear, the uh, the Hulu show, which has become incredibly big. Um, just getting his name is Jeffrey something, and I'll get that up. And it's basically the family have almost got a curse on them, whereby um, bad negative situations occur continually towards the actual brothers. And the wrestling um, industry just slowly uh, destroys the family. So uh, one one character, basically one of the brothers, unfortunately dies with an internal bleeding. Another brother has brain damage from the actual wrestling and so another brother goes on a motor. Uh, yes, you, you not, do. Absolutely. Um, no, cause this is well known stuff that, um, is, is uh, Jeremy Allen White is the other brother. And, um, DDD PPP seeing it on Tuesday. So and I found the film. It's, it's got a lot of hype. Zach Efron clearly is really hype, you know, muscled himself up in a big, big way. Um, let's not, whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel like we're, come on. I mean, we've we, we've got to crack on, but we've got a time to pause a little bit. What did you eat? Oh, 100%. What did you eat? Absolutely, amigo. You've got to think about the um, uh, the cuisine alongside the cinematic And experience. also, David, if I was going to see The Iron Claw, was this on Thursday you went? I'd be excited about this movie. Oh, I was, definitely. Because first of all, it's quite an indie, quirky movie, and I wasn't sure if Cineworld were going to show it. Yeah, I was like, oh, right, okay, I, I, I've heard about this. Do you know what I mean? I'll check this out. Some people thought it was going to get the odd Oscar nomination. It didn't. But they thought for Efron, it's going to be something quite exciting and <laughs> new. Um, on the food front, I, I was very lucky in that I got a, uh, well, basically what, what took place was... I never know what's going to come out of your mouth. Could be a roast chicken, bag of pears. Absolutely. What's going to, um, you know, absolutely a chicken literally wandering out my mouth as we speak. That would be quite a, um, a TikTok, that'd be a TikTok meme, wouldn't it? Basically, white feathers appearing out my mouth. Um, basically, the the film stopped halfway through. Why? And, um, well, the problems with the actual um, projector in the booth, basically. I, 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 so, in that moment... <clears throat> You're into the movie. It stops. How are you fit? Are you like, oh, okay, fair enough. It happens. Or, oh, for fuck's sake. It went black, but I could still hear the dialogue. So for a while I was thinking, um, oh, right, is this a clever film technique? Uh, is, is, is this a character alone in a closet? And I got up and I looked at the screen. And I thought, no, that screen's off. Up. It's not a black moment. Yeah, I did. I looked at the screen because I'm quite near the screen, sitting near the front. And um, I had to go out and get the usher. No one else seemed to be like being proactive. How many people in the room? Um, quite a few, actually. The one that no, did the not dirty a massive work. amount. Well, I, I'm not always that proactive, but I am in cinemas. Do you know what I mean? I'm here to watch a film. What's going fucking, on? Honestly, David, I'd fucking hate to work in a cinema when you came in. I'd be. I'd be I know it's not ideal. <laughs> I'd be really on my back foot. Oh, fucking hell, he's in again. God, uh, yeah, I do turn into a bit of a sort of grumpy Jeremy Clarkson oh God, if, if I'm not sort of giving my... Um, oh, oh, God, it's gone to black. It's gone to black. David Edwards Absolute disaster. Well, the thing is, I don't think anyone was up there. I think they're all just autopiloted these days. I don't think there's some bloke lacing up film. I think it's just basically an email keyword. They chuck it in 
and um, someone didn't press the right button or click the right icon with the mouse. You know, it's all very digital. So you went to see someone. And, um, yep, and uh, they apologised, and they gave me a food coupon. So with that, and I'd already been given a free uh, Cineworld... Why did you get the coupon and not all the people in the room? Well, the thing is, because I was the one who um, expressed myself, put my head out there, and went into angry daddy okay. mode. Okay, and, well, um, we've got to do a short app to this. <laughs> right, I'll be, I'll be the person working there. Can we just relive it? So, so, sorry, sorry, I don't know. Sorry, I don't want to be a problem, but um, I just watched the first five minutes of Iron Claw, and um, for some reason, I can hear it, but I can't see it. Oh, and obviously, it's not a radio play, so you know, sorry about that. I, I don't want to be a problem, but the film's just started. Oh, no one else has come out to say anything. Well, no, they haven't. But if you want to come into the auditorium with me now, we're just looking at a blank screen. Oh, at one no point, one I thought has, no one else has come out and complained. Oh, that doesn't matter. Listen, if you we're, we're passing time here. Do you know what I mean? You won't be able to watch the. We won't be able to show the next showing. It'll Sorry, uh, I'll take a uh, Everything's in. Unfortunately, in. not. I've got sound, but I haven't got vision. Right, you do this every. You do this every week, sir. Well, this this week, please come with me. It's not a blue dot. I'll have a fucking images. coupon. I will do. You don't have to add the swearing, though. I will take the coupon. Thank you for that. But uh, I don't need the F bomb alongside it. Thank you. So, so you complained, or not complained? You just um, made them aware of the issue, and they gave you a coupon. What did the coupon cover? Do you know what? I need to look at that in my wallet properly. I think it's a, it's a combo deal. I think I can do one some of their combo deals. So that'll probably be a Tango explosion and uh, a large popcorn. And um, I think maybe some minstrels which would be rather nice. This is so it's one of their sort of combo I've been, I've um, situations. Minstrels. Oh yeah, they're uh, great. Put them in the fridge and then in your mouth. They're oh, wonderful. They're better cold, are they? Oh, definitely. Crunch, crunch, crunch in your teeth. Definitely. But so, did you get anything with the coupon? On Thursday? No, I didn't. No, no, I, I didn't. But I had a very large, large popcorn. How big? I got um, a lot big. So about the, um, from my Adam's apple to my forehead, it was very large and the same width of my head. I could have hid my whole head behind it. <laughs> or if I wanted to, put the actual bag on my head and rob a bank. <laughs> right. If I wanted to, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, making sure there's there was an oxygen hole and eye holes for an effective bank robbery. And did Ryan have some of them? No way, he wouldn't have put his hand in your popcorn. No, no. absolutely, he just had a um, a pint of lager. Did he? Okay, he did. Okay, so the Iron Claw. Basically, I had big hopes for it. R- great cast, really well performed. Great production design, sort of early eighties Texas. But it really didn't deliver what the actual um, trailer promised. The trailer promised more of a Boogie Nights wrestler element, whereby there's dark elements with the characters, certainly. But um, you've got uh, the camp funness of the wrestling industry. And then when you see the film, it's very dark, very depressing, very slow in pace. And also it's a case of 
they always say with script writing, each scene needs to push the plot forward. There's a lot of scenes where it, the scenes are too slow. The dialogue um, could have been a lot focused and to the point. And there's a lot of scenes where you're not pushing the, the plot forward. And also, I always find a good film is one that leaves you with potential question marks. It's a case of, oh, how are they going to deal with that? How's that going to end? But instead, you've just got this endless nightmare scenario with each brother. So instead of escalating with question marks and making you wonder how things are going to turn, change, nice payoffs, it was just a kind of de-escalation into the depressing darkness. Definitely an example of a film that you could re-edit and make perhaps more puncher and interesting. Because some of the scenes, they just were very dour, slow. Also, it's always stuck in one gear, this very slow, depressing rhythm. Did you watch Did you watch fights, bouts, or whatever you call them? Uh, how do you mean fight? Well, wrestling. Oh, wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and quite a few of the times. It's quite interesting, but more depressing, the way that... Um, they're supposed to be rehearsed the, the wrestling fighting, but there's so much competition and toxic masculinity. A lot of the time, they're actually literally fighting. How close to the wrestler was it? As a movie. Oh, I literally leant over to Ryan and I said, "You know, God, this ain't the wrestler, is it?" Because I mean, the wrestler was brilliant. I need to look at the wrestler again because that does have some depressing moments. But for some reason. I think the other problem is the characters are very one note. They're not three dimensional. So the father is just your classic, overly um, like a um, a, a drama. What are those mums called pushy mum with like kids who want to be actors. You know, he's like trying to really push his kids into doing what he couldn't do with wrestling. David, can I but say one note. I, I'm trying to write something at the moment. And I'll be honest with you, as you're talking, all I can think about is me writing and then you watching the movie, if it ever got made, just going, Ugh. I know, it's so hard. <laughs> Honestly, to, um... it's, it's, it feels like it's focused my attention a bit more. I think I'm going to have you hanging over me as Charkins. Oh my lord, what a nightmare. No, Casting a shadow over your body. I think I needed. I'm going to have Charkins in the corner of the room with his hooked nose and his bent back. Oh, do you need that full stop there? <laughs> what a disaster. Yeah, absolute. It's so hard. It's more. It's not. I think the thing is with script writing is it's the right and the left brain. It's not as simple as just coming up and telling a story. It's like a Rubik's Cube. Everything's got to be completely in rhythm. And it's a, Have you read the script to the Iron Claw? I haven't. No, unfortunately not. What I've um, what I've definitely learned from looking at script writing, and don't get me wrong, I've I haven't written a script, so I should just you know mind my own business. But so much of it is but you about won't execution. Mind your own business. I know I won't do. My <laughs> nose is still very much That's in the, the pie. Thing you'll do. Absolutely. Just because you say you're not going to pull the trigger and you do, doesn't mean you haven't pulled the trigger. But yeah, it does. I'm still carrying on, am I? With my t- tuppence piece. Should we end the pot? I've got something to say. And end the pot. Let's not. No, please, no. Good grief, mate. Should we stop pointing the finger at people's hard work? Absolutely. You are quite right. Because the director has done some interesting stuff. Um, he did the film. Um, what was the well known film he did about the cult? 
and it, it had that same it's uh, Sean Durkin and it had that same slow pace to it that's well known he also did the nest with Jude Law recently yeah Martha Marcy May and Marlene which was um, about a girl who gets trapped in a cult that did very well at the Sundance Film Festival but it's just, I think the other thing is, it's just a very one note. It's just continually going down that same depressive, um, instead of going up to something new and hopeful, it just, all the characters just regress horrifically. And as I say, they're all very one note. It's a case of um, Zek Afron's very much the kind of uh, all-American boy trying to um, impress his dad. And then you have... Um, uh, one character, one brother who's just obsessed by music and doesn't want to be a wrestler. And there doesn't seem to be much else in this one element about them. David, Sean Emery says, Iron Claw even had to cut out completely another brother in the family that's life ended sadly to stop the film being too depressing for audiences. That's totally true. Yes, I learned about that yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we better crack on then. So, uh, um, if everyone in the uh, YouTube um, uh, comment box could have a little think about how many chalk ices out of five David's going to give it, um, he was quite complimentary, as always. Not all as always, but bits and pieces you liked. The production design, you I said? think, um, absolutely. Zach Efron, he pulls off a very impressive performance, and it shows it is more to him than High School Musical and Baywatch. I don't, definitely. I don't know him, but anyway. Oh, he's in High School Musical. He was in Baywatch. Um, Bad Neighbours of Seth Rogen. Okay, so everyone's having their little guesses. Um, Dan Scapes had a guess Tom Taylor's had a guess Van der Irwin's had a guess Dan SR's had a guess Sam Paul, Jonah um, Jeff Dale uh, Nicola Haddo James Musgrave The Cardboard Giraffe Isaac Cadman They've all had a guess Now it's over to you David How many chalk ices out of five Are you going to give the Iron Claw? I would give it 2.5. There you go. Tele- telepathy on a podcast. I'm absolutely over the... I thought, ah, uh, a bit too specific that. I've got it. 2.5. Yeah, by the third act, it was just quite exhausting. Oh, how long's the movie? Uh, the movie is two hours. It was way, way too much. And it, there's just no swerves or um, zigzags with the plot. It's just... Um, mm just slowly regresses into nothing but and the same dour music coming in um i think it's one of those that you could have edited quite differently you know giving it a choppier pace really too many lingering one shots well david thank you so much for this week's new movie review thank you sir thank you for your time and your patience So, Dave, have you got any uh, movie news? And just before we crack on, let's say hello to the people who've come, joined us live on the 
on a Saturday morning in the YouTube. Welcome, Absol everybody. Thank you, people, Welcome for making back. the opportunity, you know, making the... Um, uh, the time, the effort to come and uh, join us. You know, it's your Saturday morning for crying out loud. Well, David, so movie news. What you got in your back pocket, sir? I've got a lot in my back pocket with movie news. It is an interesting um, week for movie news, sir. I'll tell you one thing that's been announced. Sony Pictures have announced with Sam Mendes that um, <clears throat> they are going to do um, four Beatles films scripted that are going to focus on each of the Beatles. It's going to be a bit like the Marvel marketing strategy in the sense that all four films are going to overlap and interconnect. It comes out in 2027. What, is he directing them? Sam Mendes is directing all four back-to-back. They're all going to get a theatrical release. It's not going to be streaming straight to the cinema. Now this, and, now um, this is fruity. It certainly is. Uh, the scripts are being uh, written at the moment. No one has been cast. Four films, all back to back. Deadline have said uh, the well-known online uh, entertainment uh, publication is the most exciting <clears throat> and ambitious idea since Tom Cruise's silly plan to go to space. That's still happening. He's going to actually make an action film in outer space. Doug Lyman's going to direct it, and Universal going to produce it. So you know who knows about that. The other one that's really interesting is the reboot of Jurassic Park, which comes out in 2025. And that's written by David Coep, who was the writer who wrote the first Jurassic Park from Michael Crichton. I, I mentioned this last week, but they've got a director now, and it's Gareth Edwards that's doing it, who did the creator. And that is interesting because it must be a good script because Gareth Edwards... He did the mon he did monsters, the low budget indie film. Then he was very much sucked into the Hollywood machine. He did uh, Godzilla, had a terrible experience doing that. Then he did the Star Wars film Rogue One, and they actually edited it without him. He didn't enjoy, you know, they didn't um, they they weren't happy with his first edit, and they got other people to come in to refilm scenes and edit it without him. So the creator was him trying to go back to doing his own personal work. So it's strange that he's gone back to do a tentpole film. So it makes me think that David Coep's script has got something interesting and unique about it to um to bring him back into that. And the last thing I'll say is this is lovely I, movie news. This it I'm, is. I'm yes, leaning in. I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. No, it is, it is definitely. And David Coates, well known, he did War of the Worlds, a lot of the Indiana Jones films, the first Spider-Man film. David Coates, I, I think, and it's going to have nothing to do with Chris Pratt or Dallas Howard, anything like that. It's going in a different direction. The other thing I'd say is that does excite me greatly is that Tom Cruise is clearly um, looking for projects which are him back doing character pieces He's potentially going to be in Quentin Tarantino's new film, The Fan, alongside Brad Pitt. That's not signed. Tom Cruise? Yet. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Wow. So it's not like stunts. Him Why leaping did I out say wow. wow? No, no, it, it grabs... I, I think I just like the idea of them both being on screen. Oh, absolutely. And also... It just made me go, wow. Excitement. You can't <laughs> hold back a wow, can you? you know, it's like my burp at the beginning of the podcast. If it's there, you've got to go with it. You've got to animate it. Um, and also the director of Birdman, I can never pronounce his name. Um, the uh, who obviously won a um, an Oscar for Birdman with Michael um, Keaton. Uh, if anyone in the actual, 
Yeah, it's Alexandro Mafudira. I can never pronounce his name at all. Sing it, sing it, and it normally comes. If you sing a name, um, it normally... Uh... Alexandra Bafarandunya. I like to call you over to my house for a swim in my pool. Um, Alexandro Gonzalez Inaruti. Inaruti. 100%. And the Reverend with um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Tom he Cruise, did that, did he? Yeah, he's absolutely. And Tom Cruise is in serious talks of him to do his next project. Oh. So it's I'd almost like... serious talks with Alejandro in the video. Oh, absolutely. You can imagine underneath an umbrella, in the shade, uh, drinking tequilas, chatting movies, smoking thin, thin, thin cigars. Um, so it's well, almost he's, like, only, he's only made four... Oh, no, he's only done four lots films. of films. So it's almost like Tom Cruise is going back to that period before the Mission Impossible films really took over when he was working with a lot of alter directors like Kubrick and Spielberg. Busy man, isn't he, Cruisy? He certainly is. He's busy. Yeah. Well, David, that movie news, every single one, I loved it. Every single piece of news there was... um... It does sound interesting. It would be interesting what... um, twist David Coop's got on Jurassic Park because for David Coop to get back involved in Jurassic Park um, it's going to be something interesting I think. Thank you David for this week's movie news. Thank you for your time sir thank you David Edwards Random Movie Review oh. <laughs> so, random, randomly generated movie review. What you got, David? I've completely forgotten what Finley came up with. The Italian action film called They Call Me Jeeg. Oh! Absolutely. And for the people who didn't listen last week, They Call Me Jeeg came up. And David looked annoyed, gutted, frustrated, disappointed. He'd never heard of it. Where am I going to find that? Bloody hell. I fancied the Matt Damon one. Here we go. Here we go. So, basically, the film is very much... They Call Me Jig is a captivating superhero crime drama that showcases the talents of its cast and crew. And, um, basically... It's an element whereby um, Jeek is very much um, a kind of a bit of a, a kind of bum living on, on the streets of, of Italy type of thing. And um, he uh, there's an accident that takes place. I, I'm not going to give away any spoilers or twists, but an accident takes place and he leaves it with superpowers. So it's very but it's very much adult orientated kind of uh, action thriller it's not your throwaway for kids pg and um he's now got superpowers and um he very his powers are he can rip open the uh, the doors of cars he has this amazing strength he first of all starts using it to gain money because you know he's 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 a very much down on his luck character but then more and more he starts learning that with all great power comes responsibility and he starts taking on the local gangs in in the italian kind of ghetto ultimately and also there's a bizarre relationship that he has 
with um, a friend's daughter who's got mental health issues, which I don't think really massively um, works 100%, but they do have a bond and a, and a romantic relationship appears. And there's a classic Italian cartoon that's continually um, referenced the um the girlfriend's quite obsessed by it who has the mental health issues and it's referenced throughout the film and i think it's a big deal in italy but not england and he very much um jeek is very much based on this cartoon character as this kind of savior guardian and the at the beginning the blend of styles very interesting because it has that kind of Italian gangster crime drama vibe that you get a lot on these kind of drama prestige shows. And, um, but mixed with superhero Marvel elements, but for a more adult audience. But as the film develops, it goes down quite obvious routes. Okay, I'm going to jump in here. Let's, before you crack up, let's have a little listen to a clip. From they call me key. Absolutely cancelled. Undi. Chi cazzo si? Oh, cinci. Scusate, datemi un attimo. Azione. Yanno, guaglio. Okay, so you said it goes down some obvious routes and he seemed a little disappointed. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but someone else gets his same power and that creates some um, confrontation. Why didn't you like that? Um, because it was just quite obvious. It was just, um, and, and the uh, the set pieces around it. It lost its kind of interesting hybrid gel of mixing that down and gritty kind of crime drama element with the kind of um, superhero aspect. I think as it as it developed more and more, it was very much the whole Spider-Man uh, trailer, you know, where great power comes responsibility. It, it was surprisingly good in places. I was occupied and engaged. It's well filmed. You know, it hasn't got that obviously really bright Marvel comic book look. It's got that dark, gritty, more crime drama feel. Um, I wasn't sure about the mental health issues with the um, the love interest so much. I don't know if that was pulled off completely. Uh, and not everyone's got a great character arc. He has, but not everyone around him. Okay, David. So they call me G. If everyone, I think we've uh, we get your uh, take on on the movie. Now we'll have a little guess at how many chalk ices out of five you're going to give. They call me Jeeg. Um, let's see how other people. Um, I think when it came up last week, you were slightly disappointed because you'd never heard of it. Oh yeah, massively haven't heard of it. But there's certainly good elements as well, shot cinematography wise. 
And the performances are strong. The main characters are certainly likeable. Okay. So, everyone's having their little guesses. With a lot of films, it's the first act that is the thing that grabs you, isn't it? I guess also, the first act is what you pitch in the, in the Hollywood room, isn't it? It's like, it's going to be about this. This guy wakes up, he's got powers, and blah, blah, blah. But it's the third act that's so hard to... Second act? Oh, second. the second act. We've always had the second act. You're quite, quite right. So, David, how many chalk ices are you going to give out of five? They call me Jig. Three. We are in rhythm, man. This, uh, it's like we are just, it's like Torvan Dean today. It really is. Okay, so, David. Thank you so much for this week's... Oh, no, thank you. All the thanks is from me to you. It goes without saying. I'll see you after this little bit now. What's that little bit? What was that little bit? (laughs) No, that's that's where I put in the, you know, to separate the sections in the edit. Oh, I see what I thought. God, we've got advertisers. Is this Nike? I'll see you after this bit now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I suddenly thought, dear God, we've got a, we've got a sponsor. It's Quality Street, like Coronation Street. And so we're back, David. Have you got oh, we are any back. Movie tips. Absolutely. There was a fascinating article in The Guardian um, recently saying that um, for more adult audiences, because once again, you know, we're being dominated by these kind of um, comic book escapist films. They're either video game movies or comic book movies. And they were saying um, this April is going to is is starting to look like a really good month for movies. You have got Dev Patel's directorial debut called The Monkey Man, which is a vigilante based on a graphic novel. Oh, it was, isn't it? Yeah, you're quite right. What's your stand-up tour? Um, He plays a vigilante uh, superhero in India based on a graphic novel and mythology. And um, Netflix bought it, and we're going to show it. This is coming out in April. This is one of the films coming out in April. Netflix bought it. And Jordan Peele watched it, you know, the well-known director of Nope and um, uh, Get Me Out of Here. Get Me Out? It's not called Get Me Out. It's Get Me Out. Get me it's out Get Me Out. It's Get Me Out. I'm a celebrity. Not, not here. <laughs> Absolutely. Starring Ant and Deck. He saw it's it. It's called Get Out. It's, it's called Get Out. There we go. We've got them in the end. So Get Me Out of Here. Goodness me. Um, he saw it an early screening because Deb Patel showed it to him. And um, he then told Universal Studios, you need to buy this off Netflix. And it hasn't been ex- bit, bit uh, revealed why. Absolutely. Very forthright. He's a forthright man. Do what I like. Absolutely. And Universal did buy off Netflix because he, he said, I believe this needs a theatrical run. And he's actually put himself down as the producer of the film as well. So that's coming out. Check out the trailer. It only came out um, last week. Monkey Man. The other Ooh. thing is yeah. um, uh, the Amy Winehouse Back to Black biopic is coming out. That's getting big hype in April. 
and the other one is the Alex Garland film Civil War. So literally each week uh, throughout April, uh, Deadline's mentioned it as well in The Guardian, that um, it's shaping up to be uh, a decent month for cinema goers that don't just want the kind of multiplex fodder. So how does that make you feel about April then? As you move oh, excited. To- excited, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel quite flat sometimes going to the movie? When you do when we do this pod, Dave, and you look at what right, what am I watching? How many weeks? How often do you go, oh fucking hell, there's nothing really. Oh, okay, I'll well, see that. Well, this is a bad slump at the moment because I've had uh, Argoyle and Argyle. I've had Argyle, sorry. Um and I had um Bob Marley and now Iron Claw. So I've left three times on a bit of a low um thud. You know, because if you're stuck there watching a film that you're just not enjoying, it almost makes you feel a bit ill at the end. Because it's like, you know, there's no sensory enjoyment outside of this thing that's just going nowhere. It's a, it's a little bit that helps in that you go, okay, well, I can talk about it on the pod. So there's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. It's, it's food for thought, definitely. Yeah. For the old podcast, 100%. If it wasn't for the podcast, you'd be questioning your whole existence. <laughs> Do yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be an existential funk. It'd be like, what's this all about? But also, it is February, which the industry, particularly in America, called Dumpuary, where a lot of the studios do dump their, their, the films they're not that confident about. Oh, no. Because the thing is, it's not Christmas, it's not summer, and all the Oscar films have already come out in preparation to be seen by the Academy to be nominated. So it's a bit of a wasteland, February. Okay, have any... Oh, I don't know why I'm asking this movie, but it's, it's there. I asked this question, but it's there. Have any movies been dumped into February and become huge hits? Are you aware of any? It's a bit... God, I'm trying to... Th- oh, I'll tell you one. Deadpool, the first one, I think that was February um, half term. I think that was late February. And because it didn't have much competition and it turned out to have very strong reviews, that did very well. And it really dominated that week. Right. And I think the Lego movie, so sometimes it can be used to your advantage because the, um, I think Hot Fuzz, that was February as well, because Shaun of the Dead came out in the summer and they decided, no, the summer was too competitive. So then they, they brought it out um, in February. But then World's End they brought out in the summer again. I don't know why. I think they thought the franchise name was big enough. And then that really clipped its wings and it didn't do as well as it was supposed to. But Hot Fuzz was a February one. I haven't watched World's End. What's it like? It's not as good as the other two. But once again, who am I? I've sat down and tried to write a script. Those Cornetto scripts must be incredibly hard to pull off. But the third act is is more dialogue-based than action set-piece-based. And I think most people would have thought that would be problematic. Right. Okay. I think you'd enjoy watching it, though, because you'd like the other two. So as a completist, I think you'd find it interesting towards the end. David, thank you so much for this week's movie tippies. Thank you for your time, Captain. Thank you for your time. Thank you. David Edwards, 
Finley. Hey! Oh, yes, I'll get that to you. That is the robotic hipster. What are you going to get it? Get to him? Oh, wait, I owe him 60 quid. Really? What for? 60 quid? What do you do for 60 pounds? Oh, blimey. You're being sucked down that dark nest vermin hole. Dear me. Well, don't turn up for a pod, you know, with that going through your veins, mister. Do you know what I mean? You won't be um, on tip-top form if you're still... 65? That's a lot of money. That, where does that come from, then? Columbia or something? For you to be um, getting some um, wacky-backy from the robot hipster. So we should explain what it is, actually, because as a podcast, I don't think everyone would have seen no, your... Um, so, everybody, so we have a... We used to have a robot called Mandy. She left with her husband. Uh, over. <laughs> and now Finley's coming. Finley's a bit of a punk. And he's a bit naughty, and he takes, uh, he smokes wacky backy, and uh, he's illegal C-list narcotics. But he's he's been very kind to you in that he picks, he seems to pick you movies that you kind of quite enjoy. Well, last week he didn't. He, I thought it was, it was an okay film, but he didn't. You know, there was some other. He's giving you the bird. He's giving the little <laughs> finger. But with hipsters, that can be quite like a, like a salute, like a kind of like, you know, it's, it's sort of done in an ironic, postmodern, self-aware manner. So it's not like, like literally like a 40-year-old mechanic doing that to you, because you haven't given them <laughs> all these... Have you got a mechanic, David? Just out of interest. I have got a mechanic, yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you, like, do you sort of like him, trust him? Um, he doesn't like me. I think he finds my questions tiresome, boring, and uh, he finds me a bit neurotic about my Skoda. And uh, I'm always asking to How test do you know the wheels. He doesn't like you? Because um, when I wander off, he's tutted a few times. And uh, when I drive into the actual forecourt, he sort of, I can see him exhaling, like, oh, here he comes. <laughs> and I can never park in the forecourt, it's too, um, too tight. And it always takes me several goes. It'd be a, such a good little TV series. Oh, God, yeah, 1970s. Oh, he we drive, oh, yeah, here he is. With, um, like I asked him, is it okay? For, do you think it's time for me to do part exchange uh, for my Skoda? You know, do you think it's time for me to think about selling it? I try to get some kind of advice. That's a stupid thing to ask. And he was like... Uh, on a movie pod. Yeah, he's on a movie pod, definitely. Yeah. So I'll be very quick. And he just sort of said to me, uh, well, what you've got to ask yourself is one question... Do you want a new car? It's that kind of sarcasm all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, all right, okay, pal. Right. I thought this is your, you know, it's like a surgeon. Shall I get this arm cut off? Yes or no? I'm asking you. It's your speciality. How many questions have you asked him before that question? If that's your first question, then he's being arsy for the sake of it. If that's yeah, that your was my first question. question. Okay. No, it's not my 18th. Well, I must admit, sometimes I will go in and do 18 questions like a question machine gun. <laughs> that was my first question. <laughs> That was probably question one of 18, but it was the first question. Tricky, aren't they, mechanics? Very tricky. You never quite know if they're pulling the rug under your eyes. Over your eyes. Over your eyes, not under your eyes. Perhaps it's under your eyes and then over your eyes. Right. Okay. So, my favourite part of the podcast, David, this is where we find you a movie to watch next week. And hopefully, it's a darn good one. Okay, so... Here we go, David. 
Over to you. Let's find the genre of the first movie. I hope this works. Stop. Fantasy. Excellent stuff. And the decade. Stop. Between 1950 and 1980, this is a different sort of Okay, robot. okay. Now we choose the movies. Okay, it's chosen... Okay, so Finley has chosen four fantasy movies between 1950 and 1980. So he's spinning them around in his bottom, and it's over to you to tell him when to stop spinning. Stop. Lord of the Rings, the animation. Ah, that would be interesting, the rotoscope animation, definitely. This This is nice. This is nice. Okay. Okay, lovely. Finley's got... It's, sorry, David, it's just I had to put a new stomach into Finley in the week. Sort of adjust his settings. Not a problem, sir. This is why it's... Um, this is why it's uh, behaving the way it is. Okay, so, David, let's find the second movie that you might be reviewing next week. Over to you. Stop. Action. Uh, there we go. Thank you very much, amigos. My area of expertise. <laughs> you, you relax then. <laughs> okay, and now the time period. Top the uh, stop. Nineteen fifty to nineteen eighty. Okay, okay. Finley, please choose four action movies between nineteen fifty and nineteen eighty. He has done, and now it's over to you, David. Stop. The Poseidon Adventure. Oh, I'd like that with Gene Hackman. Definitely, that would be good. Hello, Jesus. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You've got to be happy with this. 100%. Okay, so we've got Lord of the Rings animation and the Poseidon adventure. Okay, here we go. And now let's find the third movie that you might be reviewing next week. Over to you. Stop. Science fiction. Oh, thank you. Okay, let's go with that. And now let us find the year or the decade when this film was made. Over to you. Stop. 2019. Oh, okay, okay. Finley, please choose four science fiction movies from 2019. Has done. That's over to you, David. Tell Finley when to stop spinning these four movies in his bottom. Stop. Lego Movie 2. Second part. Never seen Lego Movie 2. I was actually thinking about that last night, bizarrely. I was thinking, why haven't they done a third one? So that's quite bizarre. That's interesting. That uh, Okay, that's interesting. I mean, these are three movies that you'd want to watch, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'd definitely be interested in those. A hundred percent. Wow. Lego Movie 2, I was actually thinking about because it was by Dan Lee, a big producer, and I thought, have they lost a the copyright or something? Because that was doing incredibly well after the first one. So I'd be definitely interested in that. Okay, here we go. So, David, I've given each movie an A, a B, and a C. Lord of the Rings animation, Poseidon Adventure, Lego Movie Part 2. It's now down to you, and I've, and I've jumbled them up. Or have I? Maybe I have this time. Maybe I haven't. Totally up to you. 
But now it's your turn to decide to choose which movie you're going to be reviewing next week. Is it going to be A, B or C? C. The Poseidon Adventure. Wowzers, I look forward to that. I think the last time I saw that was in Brighton. And I was a kid, I remember watching it with my mum. In the um, uh, in the lounge, laid on my stomach, while I was sat on a Garfield beanbag, one or the other. But it's a long, long old time. We're talking eighties Sunday afternoon, definitely. Sunday well afternoon, the Poseidon Adventure. Sunday after, what a weird movie to put on for kids to watch. I know it's bizarre, isn't it? But I do remember watching that BBC Two and the carpet commercials in between. Mark Burton said that might that might be the strongest ABC ever. Absolutely. What, what which I I, what which one were you least looking forward to out of those? Lego Movie Two could be questionable because the original writers didn't direct it, so there's an element there of like um um ah. But I think it would have still have been of a, of a certain pedigree compared to most CGI's. I'd have found the Lord of the Rings original rotoscope film interesting, definitely, because once again, I haven't seen that since the 80s, living in Brighton. But um, def- Poseidon Adventure, 100% up for that. I definitely. cannot wait to hear your review of that. Can't wait. I wonder if it holds up in any way whatsoever. Fingers crossed. Well, thank you very much, everybody. We've got to shoot off because we have lots of things to do on a Saturday. Um, but we'll be back and we'll do uh, we'll do extra quizzes next week. Oh, absolutely. 100%, 100%, definitely. So, um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today, everybody. Junkman, Dr. Greggles, KB, Martin, uh, Stan Dolphin, DJ Swad. Oh, who else we got there? David Pennell, Jeff Dale, Wowzers Trousers, Dan Scape, Sean Emery. Superb stuff. Wonderful. Thank you for coming along. Can we just give him a little the sweetie at the end, David? No, I haven't, I haven't got the time. I've got to get going. I've got to train. I'm joking. No, no, no I'm joking. I'm joking. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm joking. So let's go for it. Let's go for it. <laughs> Can we do a song called I Haven't Got the Time, I've Got to Get the Train? Ab- absolutely. Here we go. This is I... David's new song, I Haven't Got the Time, I've Got to Get the Train. I ain't got the time. I ain't got the time. I gotta get my train. I ain't got the time. I ain't got the time. I gotta get my train. I gotta get my train. You people are being selfish. I gotta get my train. I gotta get my train. It's time to get my train. I can't. Time's money, time is life. I gotta get my train. Hey, hey. Thank you so much, David. Have a lovely weekend. Thank you, everyone. And seriously, for patrons, us. thank you very much. Thank yeah. you. I am joking there. There's no train to catch. Thank you for your time. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers, David. Bye for now. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye